Hello, and welcome to the Man Up University podcast. This series is going over the commands on Christ. This is the ninth episode, eighth dealing directly with the commands of Christ. Today we're going to be speaking on the command of do not commit adultery. So let's get into it. We can look at Matthew 5, 27 to 30, and it says this. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than to that your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body go to hell. Hosea 1-2 When the Lord first spoke through Hosea, the Lord said to Hosea, Go take to yourself a wife of whoredom and have children of whoredom, for the land commits great whoredom by forsaking the Lord. And in 1 Samuel 8-7 And the Lord said to Samuel, Obey the voice of the people in all that they say to you, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me from being king over them. So we can look at these verses, and as the world would indicate, it would say, well, what's wrong with looking? What's wrong with just taking a glance, or, or what is it called, window shopping, so to speak? It's okay to look as long as you don't touch. Well, that's not what it says in the Bible. That's not how it is. It it says, But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And see, the reason why he said that, because he understood the fact that sin begins with our heart in our minds if we allow ourselves to think about it be exposed to it have an opportunity for temptation there's an increased likelihood that that action will be followed through with so he wanted to remove all temptation out of that don't even look he says don't even look okay now you shall not commit adultery and it was wrong for a person to have sex with someone other than his or her spouse but Jesus said that a willful calculated look leading to the desire to have sex is also a form of adultery even if it's only in one's heart Jesus emphasized that if the act is wrong so is the intention Jesus is not condemning natural interest in the opposite sex or even a healthy sexual desire as he had been the one that created it, but the deliberate and repeated filling of one's minds with fantasies that would be evil if acted out. Once again, what's wrong with it's okay to look as long as you don't touch? Well, because left unchecked, wrong desires will lead to wrong actions, and those actions turn people away from God. The fear of the Lord is the hatred of evil. That's in Proverbs 8. So, did Jesus mean what he said literally in Matthew 5.29? 
he made this radical statement. He said, because in biblical times, it, Jews linked the loss of limbs to martyrdom. But in this case, Jesus was not referring to that at all. He was not referring to being a martyr. He was speaking figuratively, actually. Even a man with one eye can lust. So what is he saying that we should deal as drastically as necessary with sin? Which he repeated again in Matthew 18 and 8 through 9. The bizarre images held one to remember the dangers of these sins, but also emphasize that one cannot disclaim responsibility by blaming the body. We are supposed to have self-control. We're supposed to have responsibility for our actions. We take responsibility for our actions. So what, what is adultery? What, what is it? It's referred to as conjugal infidelity. An adulterer was a man who had illicit intercourse with a married or a betrothed woman, such as a woman was an adulteress. Same held for a woman. And back and forth. Now that's pretty simple, straightforward, and easy to just discuss. And, you know, okay, you, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, we already know that's sort of a moral law already. But a biblical law is, is not even looking. I could spend time and going in depth into the adulterous, necessary desires, fulfillment, sexual lust, etc. I can go into that, but I don't really want to spend the time on that because I think everybody truly has an understanding of, of what that is and how bad it can be, how it the enemy can use it to destroy and he uses it specifically for men obviously for women on a lesser lesser scale but specifically for men to destroy the lives of families and that's why it's so pressing it's so important to follow this law because he can take the enemy can take out not only one person in that but it takes out the adulterer, the adulteree, the families of those adulterers and adulteries when that sin is exposed, when it comes to light, when it comes to fruition. That just destroys families. It breaks it apart. It, it tears it up. And it takes a miracle. It takes God in their lives for forgiveness, for compassion to move on from that scenario, from that circumstance, to be able to heal that family. But once the damage is done, it's very difficult. It's very difficult that nobody should have to deal with. Nobody should have to go through the pain and suffering of having to deal with that because it's something that is just overwhelming. It's overwhelming for all those involved. And that's why the enemy utilizes it. He utilizes those lustful desires in our hearts to be able to get us, to put us in a position to tempt us to a place where we would lead to that point. And for men, it's different than women. Men, it's more of a physical thing. For women, it's more of an emotional thing. And that's why it's important for our hearts to be aware and we have to guard our hearts and take every thoughts captive to be able to do that. So that was my little spiel on, on, on the physical aspect of it. But what I'd like to talk a little bit more about, though, is actually spiritual adultery. And most people don't see spiritual adultery. They, they don't really understand what that is. But 
idolatry, covetousness, and apostasy are spoken of as adultery spiritually. There are many verses that you can look up. Jeremiah 3, 6, Jeremiah 3, 8, 3, 9. Ezekiel 16.32, Hosea 1.2.3, Revelation 2.22. An apostate church is an adulteress in Isaiah 1.21, Isaiah 23.4, 23.7, and 23.37. And the Jews are styled as an adulterous generation in Matthew 12.39. And you can compare that to Revelation 12. Just to give an example, it says in Jeremiah 3.8, I gave faithless Israel her certificate of divorce and sent her away because of all her adulteries. Yet I saw that her unfaithful sister Judah had no fear. She also went out and committed adultery. Now, he was specifically referring to countries. These are countries that he's referring to. How can a country commit adultery? How can, how can they do that? In Matthew 12, 39, it says, He answered, A wicked and adulterous generation asked for a sign, but none will be given it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. And you look at what is being described as being adulterous. is an entire generation. And this generation we're referring to here is a generation that was around when Jesus was alive and when he was preaching. So you see there's more to adultery than just the straightforward physical acts, but it's also the, the forsaking of God. It's putting things in front of God and making other things priority of our lives, one of which could be adultery or fornication or lust. We can place those things on a higher priority level than what God has asked us to do with our lives and to following the commands that he has issued for us, for us to abide by. But there's more than that. It, that, that forsaking, as we go back to 1 Samuel, when it says, and the Lord said to Samuel, Obey the voice of the people and all they say to you, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me from being king over them. He was forsaken by his own people. They turned away from him. They walked away from him. They wanted something else other than him. They didn't want him as their king, their ruler, their savior, their leader, their protector. It's interesting how those are the same aspects of a husband, the qualities of a husband are supposed to have, a leader, a protector, uh, a provider, a king. It's interesting how it could be related to that. And when we choose things that pull us away from God, we are focusing our attention on things that are not pleasing to God because we should be Focusing on him first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. First, not second, not third, not last. Not when I have a chance, not when I have time. But seek first the kingdom of God. And all will be added to you. It's, it's so important for us to remember this on a daily basis. To be reminded that there are so many things out there that can be a distraction. A pretty woman, a handsome man, uh, flirtatious advances, flirtatious interactions, emotional interaction. When there is a moment during a relationship, when there is weakness on either parts, maybe the, the man feels tempted and weak and, and lustful because he, he has not had time with his wife. Or a woman 
on the same aspect instead of the physical aspect. If a man has, has neglected her, has has denied her his duty as a man to provide not only f uh, financially, but also physically and emotionally, if we've neglected that, that it lends, tends an opportunity for someone else to come in and open that door to lead to that temptation, to that emotional adultery, which impossibility can lead further into physical adultery. And in those moments that, that we feel weak, and, and you can go to um, HALT, the acronym HALT, which stands for hungry, angry, lonely, tired. When we are in those positions, we are weakened state, and the enemy loves that. The enemy loves when we're not strong in the Word. He loves when we're not praying to God and seeking God for every, everything and, and, and having communication with Him and reading the Bible. And, and He loves that because we're in that weakened state of mind and we are not capable of fending off the enemy by ourselves, specifically at that moment. So, so being angry or lonely or tired. And He comes in and He utilizes that moment, that opportunity that we've allowed to enter into our life to be able to push us in a direction that is not pleasing to God. Not only be adulterous to a husband or a wife, but also be adulterous to God by forsaking Him, by turning away from Him, by, by not loving Him with our whole hearts and our whole minds. It's difficult. Every single day it's difficult. I understand that. I'm not saying that it's easy. But with Christ's strength, it is possible in all things. All things. All things are possible through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. And if we can remember that on a daily basis by just being reminded of God's love, of how loving He is, how much He, he cares for us, how much He's done for us on a daily basis, how He sent His Son to be us instead of us he sent his son to die for our sins so he purchased us he bought us and we are his bride and as his bride as the church we are supposed to submit to him we are supposed to respect his words if you love me you will obey my commandments do not commit adultery both physically, emotionally, with the eyes or with intent, or even spiritually against the Lord. So, I would like to close out in prayer again today. Heavenly Father, thank you for another day of life. Thank you for the opportunity to speak, the opportunity to hear, the opportunity to listen. Pour into our hearts exactly what it is that you feel that we need to have in our lives. Remind us and convict us of the things that are incorrect in our lives. Remind us of those adulterous things that might have caused us to forsake you. And remove those desires out of our heart that also lead to physical adultery as well, Heavenly Father. 
for those out there listening right now, if they're struggling with this specific aspect, man or woman, I'd like to lift them up in prayer to Heavenly Father and allow them the opportunity to be reminded of how much you love them, Lord. I pray that you encompass them with your love and embrace them and pour your spirit out upon them. Allow them to feel your presence, Lord. Allow them to have an understanding, that wisdom, that discernment of those opportunities that are available to them where they could be swayed away or tempted in the direction that is incorrect, a direction that could cause harm, not only to themselves, but also to their families. Lord, we pray for those who are going through this right now, having a difficulty and struggling through circumstances beyond their control. Remind them, Father, that there's nothing outside of your control. There's nothing outside of the realm of your existence and your power. There's nothing that you can't change or reconcile or heal. If you are the God that raised Lazarus from the dead, if you can raise and resurrect Jesus, if you can part the Red Sea and send the ten plagues and create the universe and stars and name them, you are definitely a God that can help in any circumstance that we might have, that we might face, as long as we believe in you and have faith. So Lord, we lift that up to you, Heavenly Father. We lift those desires up to you. We surrender them to you. We lay them down at your feet. And we remind ourselves to submit to your will and to your commands on a daily basis. We praise you and thank you for everything you do. In Jesus' name we ask this. Amen. Once again, thank you for coming out and, and listening to the podcast. We appreciate the fact that we have followers that are, are consistent and we'd appreciate any type of feedback that you possibly could have, positive or negative, either way, any other comments. Uh, you could find us online at uh, manupuniversity.org forward slash MUU podcast. You can find us on Instagram at, at man underscore up underscore university. You can find us at Facebook at the face, the, I'm sorry, the man up university. You can find us on Twitter at you man up you. So go to those locations, follow us, like us, subscribe, uh, comment. We'd love to hear from you. So, have a blessed day, and we'll see you soon.